This episode discusses mental health struggles and suicidal ideation. Viewer discretion is strongly advised. The people crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Tune in for disruptive conversations, experiences, and more we wouldn't normally share on tape. Losing a loved one is always dramatic, but losing a loved one to suicide brings with it questions and issues that often stay with one forever. I mentioned this before, my brother Carter died by suicide 30 years ago this July. It's the 30-year uh, the anniversary, and there's not a day that goes by when I still don't wonder what was he thinking, why did deaths by suicide among adolescents and young adults is on the rise. Experts say the increases have been driven by a number of factors, including stress, social media, and the pandemic. According to the report, suicide rates for people between the ages of 10 and 24 rose 60% since 2011. And that amounts to 11 deaths by suicide for every 100,000 people in that age range. About two years ago, uh, media, I, 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 I just got in and out of a relationship with one day I had to go for training. So as I'm at training, I find okay there, there's this girl. She wasn't that good looking. I would not say she was good looking, but she's someone that would they want to be judgmental. But I don't know if you get me. She's someone we in in, in modern times we would consider a survivor. Wait a minute. I know you're thinking. Who is that? And where did Musinari go? Well, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Tom, not real name, is a member of the audience and I first listened to his story earlier this year. This Suicide Prevention Month special bridges two stories of survival and findings from a Ugandan study on suicide in the hopes of answering the age-old question. Why did you almost kill yourself? Tom's voice has been altered to protect his identity. Now let's get back to business. So first time seeing her, someone told her that I was a medic. And this girl develops a weird looking like for someone that you've met for the first time, seemed weird interest. I remember that day as we leave training, she requests to go back with me to my place. So I told her it is impossible. First of all, I don't know who she is. And uh, <laughs> the other thing is, it is quite far where, where I was staying. And that ended at that. So over time, we had this tournament. Uh, you know, I'm having a casual chat with that person. Of course, this is someone that had been on the team, had been around the team. so. As we're having a casual chat, the person tells me she would like to come over to my place for a movie or something. Like the current age, when someone requests you for a movie, when someone tells you they want to watch a movie at your place, and they specify that they want to watch it during the evening hours, it is obvious what they want. So, and being being a boy, you know, <laughs> okay, I don't know. Okay, I would not say that 
being a boy uh, justifies wanting to to know, sleep with everyone but at that time given the time I'd taken without sleeping with anyone and the chance has presented itself as like why not so so we go into bed we start talking you know we have a lengthy conversation by the way she tells me about her past relationships and one which she had just gotten out where she had be apparently she was disappointed by by the person that's the story she gave what shocked me that day is she professes love for me and after after that you know obviously when someone tells you they like you and then you say you like them back obviously uh we had uh, an intimate I don't know, sort of thing. Next morning, I thought she was going to leave. I was supposed to go to school. When I got out of the shower, she tells me, I, I found her crying, asking her what, what the problem was. She was like, she doesn't want to be alone. She doesn't want to go back to school. She wants to be at my place. So it went on for her. So she remained there that day. We remained together. I think we were together for about three, four days. She did not go anywhere. We were just there in my room. After those days, she went back to school. Me, I thought things had ended there. So she keeps calling me and calling me. When she would call, there is this feeling that would come over me and feel like I'm comfortable with her calls and things like that. So over time, there were a few months actually, about two, three months, but these were the best months of my life ever. I will not lie about that. She was one person that gave me the peace I needed. We never quarreled about anything. She would, she would not ask for money. Like, okay, there is this asking for money when someone actually needs the money. She was not the kind of person who would ask you for money just because she needs the money for extravagant reasons like going out and things like that and i would give her money when i would feel i have enough to spare but then towards uh, the end of december uh, we started noticing a bit of change this person so previously uh, she was she and i were free with each other like totally free i would pick her phone she would do the same with my phone around december the changes i said noticing is First of all, uh, she would not allow me to touch her phone. That's the first thing. Then there are specific phone calls she would she would uh, she would get while we were together, and she would not pick those phone calls. Or when she would pick them, she would tell lies to the person on the other end of the phone. And I trusted her very much at that time. And there are times she would be like, "Okay, today I'm coming over." And in the evening she calls, and she's like, "No, I'm not coming over. I'm staying over at a friend's house." And she would specifically tell me that the friend is male, and I would be like, "You know what? I trust you." One day, one of the players tells me that, uh, you know, I think uh, this person has someone else. And I'm like, no, really, it is not possible. Time moved on. Towards the end of the December, we had her birthday there. I remember December was, uh, I'd planned to buy a very expensive set of gifts. If I remember properly, those gifts were going to cost me the equivalent of around 600000 and then the 400,000 was for a date, sort of, night out for us uh, to celebrate and things like that. 
but the moment I received that money was the turning point. Someone who used to text immediately would take a day, a day or more to text back. Yeah, the other time it was like I would not even have to put my phone down because the moment I would put the phone down, she would call crying. By this time, she, I would text and the text would return after like a day. So, uh, what happened on this particular day is I text and she texts back. Uh, you know, like you're saying, hi, it's even in time you've taken the whole day without talking to the person. The person is like, you know what? I'm tired of you texting me a lot. I know you're big on texting, but I am I'm fed up of texting. I need some time. I need some time alone. And and I'm like, okay, but then you know like when you type that but then and then you put dashes and then she's like, if you have anything to tell you, you can be open with me and tell you to be right now. So I am like, okay, since you said that, I'm like, I feel you've changed. Uh, I don't know what the problem is. If, if there is anything wrong that I did, please you tell me and let's let's get let's let's talk about it and get it sorted as soon as I I, I like yeah. So let's get it sorted. So she takes back and she's like, okay, so well since we are talking the truth, then she's like, I no longer want you. felt like the world had narrowed down to just the confines of my room and they were closing in on me. I I got dizzy. I, <laughs> I felt like I had to vomit out my heart. Like literally vomit out my heart and my the whole gut and it, I was it was I, I will not say shocked but if someone has felt okay you know that you know that feeling you get after someone has shocked you like you've gotten shocked like someone came out came from behind you and 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 scared you that feeling where you feel like you can't breathe properly you're 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 dizzy you can't hear any you have like if if uh i felt like the world was i could literally see my bed trying to to, to, to go upside down while I was on it. I was, I could, I started sweating. I do not, I usually used to, when I was in high school and before that incident, I used to laugh at people who would cry over babies. I do not know where the tears came from. I think at that time, I I first, after, after that, I first tried to compose myself and in, in my head, I was like, maybe she's joking. So I text her that, uh, please tell me it's not, a, it's, it's not a joke. And you know, like that, you know, when someone is offline, there's that one tick that shows, so it shows one tick. And then I start, you know, like, I don't know, I, 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 go, I panicked, so I bought airtime. I remember, to be specific, it was 10,000. I bought airtime of 10,000. I know this will sound crazy, but I converted all that 10,000 into SMSs. And trust me, I said the SMS. <laughs> I, I, 
why do I laugh when I when I listen to myself saying this? I sent her the entire I used the entire messages I had bought and sent her texts, but she did not reply. Both my time tried to call, she didn't pick. At this time now I know uh, things have gone south. I am I am literally crying. I was just stifling the, the cries so that my neighbors would not know what was going on in my room. Uh, I remember sitting on my bed after around three in the night from nine by the way. After after around three AM in the morning and I post I, at that time I felt like I needed to I, my life had ended so I no longer had anything uh, left for me. I had um, I had drugs not and uh, I used to keep around the, I used to keep have many of those with me because of the nature of the sport I play and train up to now. So I had an entire box. So I put posts out on 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 my on my on my WhatsApp status. Uh, you know, bidding farewell to my friends. I sent one of my best friends, who still uh, coincidentally is a girl. Uh, so I sent I sent uh, I sent her a text. I'm like, in case you don't hear from me tomorrow morning by ten, just call home. I sent her my parents' numbers. Tell them to come and find me at my place. The door is open. So I unlock the door. It had a key, so I just unlocked that, but I kept it shut. I kept it shut, and I start, uh, I start uh, unpacking these capsules from the blister packs. So I unpacked around five blister packs. So it was around 50 capsules, and I start swallowing. Sometimes people feel like uh, life is not like worth living. Mm-hmm. Could you share like some things that make your life worth living? Um, right now, um, um, it's definitely the simpler things. Um, I think when I was younger, I thought I needed a lot of things to make me happy or to like make me love my life but I think now um, one of the biggest lessons I've learned that there's just so much happiness in like the small things like just getting up in the morning Mm -hmm. and just being able to breathe or just being able to journal just being able to take my cup of coffee and meditate or you know work out a bit or whatever it is but just even that it's like even walking there's someone that can't walk so um, i think right now i'm very focused on on like just having gratitude for the simple things in life and yeah then aside from that i think i'm really creating meaningful relationships as well and powering into them so that i have yeah it's like a sustenance of sorts like i'm happy I'm like having such a blast here that I want to be alive. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is also definitely my dreams and the things that I want to achieve. Because mm-hmm. it's like the plans I have, not even just for the podcast, but for myself. 
so i think just visualizing those it's like i i can't deny the world of of that so yeah awesome so what are some of the aspects of your life that make life not worth living you know like how sometimes people don't feel like living but i just curious what some aspects of your life that don't make it feel like it just feel like dying tomorrow um i think the biggest mm-hmm. aspect would be like the isolation and loneliness i think mm-hmm. um i'm like the black sheep of my family so i'm very isolated from my family and i'd said i'm distant so i think that isolation i live by myself so it's like sometimes you feel like lonely and it's like even when you have good news it's just like who do i share it with so i think that's why i've kind of like um would i say fixated myself i'm now fixated on meaningful relationships even though they're not of of like blood relatives or family or romantic or you know those things that society puts first it's like i'm just pouring more into those yeah because yeah isolation is yeah it's it's deep yeah do you think about death yeah i do do you think about dying and how often do you think about it um i think now i think about it in a good way um because i'd say from childhood I've always been curious about death like any other child I had all these questions about where do we go what happens after you die is like is it like an incarnation kind of story do you is it like the hell or heaven kind of story do you then go to heaven so I had all these questions about life and um I think at this point um I would say I'm more scared about it um paranoid actually so i think about this a lot when i'm in situations where i feel unsafe so if it's like i'm on my bike on the on the bike on the way to work or things like that so i think about this a lot i would say have you thought of harming yourself yes i have Suicide means ending your own life and it is sometimes a way for people to escape pain or suffering. Creating hope through action is the theme for this year's World Suicide Prevention Day and this theme serves as a powerful call to action and a reminder that there's an alternative to suicide. Through our actions, we can encourage hope and strengthen prevention. By creating hope through action, we can signal to people experiencing suicidal thoughts that there is hope and that we care and want to support them it also suggests that our actions no matter how big or small may provide hope to those who are struggling a cross sectional study titled suicidal behaviors among ugandan university students as published in bmc psychiatry in april 2022 investigated the prevalence and associated factors of suicidal ideation suicide plans and suicide attempts focusing on the impact of the covid-19 pandemic data was collected from 540 undergraduate students in southwestern uganda from may to september 2021 
The key findings from the study showed that suicidal ideation was reported by 31.85% of the participants and 8.15% reported having suicidal plans, while 6.1% reported attempting suicide in the past year. So when did you begin to experience this, like these feelings of wanting to kill yourself? I would say around 10 years of age. Um, I remember my f- the first time I got these feelings was um, this was a time when I felt very isolated and my whole family was away um, living on a whole other continent. I was in a new school, I was a new girl and I was also getting bullied quite a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think that also contributed to like just feeling like I was alone mm-hmm. and you know the thoughts then get more intense and I guess to a next then you start to believe them and yeah that's that's when they win how frequent are these like feelings and thoughts when you start them um, I would say they um I'd say they were gradual now like from then on till I was maybe 21 mm. in like I'd get them maybe like at least every once in a while but mm. maybe acting on them is what was a bit more rare, I think the major times I can remember like three to four. Yeah, but the thoughts the thoughts would come, especially when like the low lows. Mm. Yeah. Is there any more way you could describe these feelings, especially whenever you felt like this is a good time to like or feeling to want to end your life? Yeah, um I would say like um for example I think the most recent time that it happened mm. Um, I had just achieved something that I I think was great, um, which was like a big win for me. So I think just like the high of like that dopamine, just being on that high. And then just shortly after that, something so tragic also happened. So I think that was a bit like destabilizing to come from like a very high high now to a very low low. Mm. And like, I guess... I just couldn't like handle it and then I just went down like a depressive spiral. So I think for me it was more of like intense situations where I think at that point I did not have like the emotional intelligence that I have now to like um like be cognizant of my feelings or my emotions and pay attention to them and like digest and like just figure out you know what to do. So I think it was like more from like overwhelming emotions. Okay. Yeah. Can you stop yourself from feeling this sort of feelings usually? Yeah, um, because um, of late, I would say when I... Um, of late, they're not as intense. It's not like I want to kill myself, but it's rather like maybe I'm having a bad day and I'd rather not be here. Or I'm just feeling a bit low about it. And I try to do like... I try not to do activities that will like accelerate that. So, um, because usually, like initially, when it happened, I would want to maybe be alone, or like drink alcohol and binge watch series and like do things that accelerate like the feeling of like loneliness and alone. But now I concentrate on things like hanging out with my friends or distracting myself with like activities. Mm. Do something that stimulates your brain. Yeah or your hands or like it's hands on and like you're just out of your head because I think it's it can be consuming especially when you like live alone mm. 
ya. According to the study, participants with chronic physical medical conditions were more likely to exhibit all forms of suicidal behaviors. Suicidal ideation was associated with difficulties paying university tuition fees, but reduced by being in the fifth year of school and feeling satisfied with academic grades. Feeling satisfied with academic performance acted as a protective factor against suicide plans. Suicide attempts were associated with a history of sexual abuse and assault. You may be at a higher risk of suicide if you attempted suicide before, feel hopeless, worthless or socially isolated, or if you've experienced a stressful life event such as the loss of a loved one, a breakup, financial and or legal problems. According to the study, the most common method used for suicide attempts was drug overdose, while the most common location for suicide attempts was the students' homes. Have you ever acted upon his thoughts, by the way? Yeah, um, a couple of times. Have these thoughts like forced you to act upon them? I would say it's more of like the build-up of the thoughts, um, because it doesn't really start off straight up like, oh, I want to kill myself. I think it was more of a gradual. I started feeling bad about my life, and then one day, I wanted to escape. So I think it was more of a gradual feeling. And I think it's more of like a consuming, like the thoughts consume you and it's all you think about, especially if you like sit in a situation like that, like if it's a bad situation, whether it's a school situation or it's work or it's like your love life, but like you're believing like like this whole narrative that's being played by that situation or these may be limiting beliefs that you have about yourself and you're just believing them so like if it's like a relationship whatever you're like okay maybe i think this is all i deserve or this is the best that i can do so it's like the more that you sit in a situation that accelerates like your negative thinking i think the more likely you are to want to escape life and when things get intense like when a heated night it's easy to like erupt and boil up and just do something like that even it might even happen when you're like not thinking properly but yeah okay. have you ever prepared for your death is it by like writing making a wheel or even just practicing the plan yeah especially when i was younger i think i did like i remember writing a suicide note that was actually quite lengthy and Right now I look back at it and I feel so bad that my parents had to witness that because um, as a child I guess there's just like a lot that you don't understand and because of that the way that you think comes from a very, it's very much tied to what you're seeing and what's happening. So I think I felt so bad about how how my life was and yeah and i was very much like persistent about the fact that i wanted to end my life and i think for a long time my parents thought i was probably joking okay yeah yeah but yeah i remember writing you know just a bit of like suicide notes and sliding them you know under my door whatever and just like thinking like you know if it it works like 
this this is why but yeah it feels dumb now looking back at it when was the most recent time the most recent time was maybe i'd say about three years ago okay yeah um yeah i was just very much in a very strange place at a crossroads i was also very young and overwhelmed so i think all that had to play had a part to play in and why i felt like i needed to escape my life okay what happened just before you did this and what happened after so like i had already mentioned like there was a big win or like a great achievement in my life and it was closely followed by what felt like a big loss and this big loss kind of stood in the way of me having that great achievement so that great achievement was stripped away from me yeah because of this loss which was not something that i had control over so i felt like i I was not in control of my life like i was just a passenger you know i was i was not in the driving seat and things were just going down and this was not even for just one aspect of my life but it was for all corners when it came to school i was not happy with the course that i was doing because i knew i was not passionate about that specific you know course but i was trying to do it and push you know i was so unhappy and grumpy i wasn't really going to class and my relationship whatever i was doing with that was also kind of going downfall and it's like okay what is this it's like things with my family were not that great either and so it's like when different aspects of your life crash and i remember it happening and I had so many friends or you know people that I used to hang with and I remember just scrolling through my phone and I didn't actually know who I could reach out to and like call and tell them because like usually it's like you're actually so ashamed about it so I remember just feeling alone and just that isolation made me feel like like life could continue without me so so I had mentioned something about using like alcohol during like when you're feeling these moments of like on time yourself I want to know what methods what substances you consumed before you acted upon the plan um, um I think going back to that when I was younger mm. I think it was scarier because I was sober yeah. and when you try to kill yourself and you're like intoxicated yep. it's I think alcohol just magnifies whatever state you're already in and in that state you're thinking that it's helping you but it's actually not so I think it would really intensify the feelings of like alone like loneliness the isolation and the worth like feeling worthless or just hopeless so I think and it gave me that I want to say like just shots or boosts of like confidence to make me feel like oh I can do this and you know cuz when you're sober it's like you're more likely to chicken out yeah yeah but I, yeah i remember it doing that and um i think for the method i think my preferred method at that point was like um pills or like a drug overdose i had like tried to use like a knife or cutting earlier on and i just realized like that wasn't my scene the blood and uh yeah and when i tried like slitting my wrists i was like also super painful so i wanted something that was like less painful yeah. and more take me in my sleep take me kind of 
yeah vibe yeah So I know you want to take your own life, uh, but I wanted to know how you think your loved ones or people who are really close to you would feel if it had actually happened. Yeah, um, I think at that point, I think suicide is also like a very selfish decision because you're not really thinking about your loved ones and your friends and all that and how they're going to feel. I remember thinking that they won't actually care, like obviously they're going to mourn for a bit and stuff like that and then they'll continue on with their lives so it's like very much you feel very irrelevant and i don't know unnecessary and it's like life will go on without me and maybe i'm actually the reason why all these people in my life are unhappy maybe i'm the cause of all the bad stuff so you feel like you're saving them by killing yourself yeah and yeah and you kind of manage to lie to yourself like that okay. yeah but um i think now uh that i'm i'd say older and wiser yeah. um i mean i put myself like in like their shoes and i imagine if a loved one did that i would really like wonder what would have happened for them to feel like they couldn't reach out to me or like say something yeah. like because i feel like suicide is so avoidable most times okay. yeah How did you feel after the attempt? I remember feeling, well, first of all, disappointed that it hadn't worked out. Because mm. at that point, the, the feelings of wanting to like go are so intense. Okay. But then it's like followed by like a bout of relief. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Then I felt relief that I was alive, mm. that I was back here on Earth, and then I think for me it was also very much like a point of okay i need to do something about this because it was like happening so many times and it's like there must be something that's wrong with my life or there must be something that i can do to change my life because i clearly don't want to be here and maybe it's my life that i need to change to be happier or to be more fulfilled or to have even just more reason to want to be here so i think for me it was also a wake-up call yeah yeah Okay. How did you did you find help and how did you find it afterwards? Um I have I had I had a friend who was very like closely in like the mental health space at the time. Okay. And like I said, you're very ashamed to like reach out especially to like your close friends and like family because it's like people ask you like why why are you trying to kill yourself? Like your life is is good, you know, you have this or you have this. Like most times people like put you down or like shut it down like uh are you being ungrateful yeah. and most times maybe they're not trying to understand the reasons why maybe you feel like your life is not you know it's not it's not good for you at that moment so yeah. i think it was nice that i talked to someone who was outside of my life i think it was nice to get that like external perspective okay. and yeah and yeah and between i think i also did a lot of research because I was dealing with like a lot of depression and like FOMO and like I was seeing my friends do things and I was feeling left out yeah. and isolated. I couldn't leave my room. There were so many rumors going on about me at the time and 
yeah universities are kind of like that at that point everything feels so intense and you feel like this is so huge it's greater than life i can't even move out of my room yeah. i don't even want to do this but yeah so i think everything was so intensified okay um how do you think about your life now oh i love my life now and i think this is because of like the structures that i have put in place to make sure that i love my life so it's been a very intentional process of even just from my daily routine to the people that i interact with yeah. the people that i allow to be a part of my life yeah. so i feel like now and I'm, i'm so in touch with myself and so in love with myself yeah. that i feel like it's a privilege for even the people that i let into my life so I think I have a higher regard for my life yeah. and that kind of I guess minimizes I guess the chances of you trying to out yourself because yeah. it's it's hard to try to kill yourself when you're having a blast so I try to have a good time um investing in so many meaningful relationships I'm trying to be more present if okay. I'm yeah doing more things that I'm interested in um whether it's like fashion or film yeah. music or art like i just want to immerse myself in my interests and just be so busy having such a good time yeah. that i'm not thinking about killing myself so yeah that's definitely helped okay cool are there any triggers or things that you think are more less likely make you want to take or your own life right now that i Um, I won't lie, the triggers are still there. Like sometimes you get low and I guess the brain loves familiarity. Like it loves to go back to a place where it's been before. Yeah. And this feels like a, a familiar place, yeah. this place of emptiness and like feeling unworthy. And sometimes I go to that place, especially when I feel low or when I feel like my efforts are not, you know, pushing or when I feel like demotivated i kind of go back there but i love that now it's not as intense as i want to kill myself it's more of okay i'm having a bad day yeah. what what can i do to like release this and like just make myself feel better okay and what are the ways you're doing how you're, you're working through to sort of help you uh deal with these thoughts now and prevent them mm. um i'd say first things first have like build a support system around yourself and be transparent with these people that are in your life okay. like be transparent about when you're having these thoughts again or so that you're able to distract yourself like come up like i said with activities that stimulate not just your brain but also your body and that's nice if you can do it with your friends and just have people that you check in with like how are you feeling about it today or just how are you even feeling because sometimes i think it just takes just that for someone to ask you how you're feeling and maybe you'll be able to share and like sharing really really comes a long way in like just feeling like it's a less load and you're feeling lighter about your situation so i think it's less likely then that you're going to try to kill yourself because when you talk to someone okay. they kind of open your eyes up about like how like this situation first of all is not the worst thing to ever happen on us like you're most likely not the last person to go through this like it's probably not so rare like that like it's not if it's not so bad and threatening like that it's like this person will like open your eyes to the fact that there's so much that you can do or maybe like a solution or i just think two heads are better than one so i think talking to someone about whatever i'm going through it's like really helps okay. 
and yeah activities especially things you're interested in what would you say to someone who's having similar thoughts that you've experienced uh someone that's battling suicidal thoughts right now yes um i think first of all i'll tell them that they are not alone like i said isolation is like one of the biggest factors so in that moment they are feeling very much like they are alone and what they've gone through is so new to this like the face of the earth and no one has gone through it before yeah. so i'll tell them that they are not alone yeah. and whatever it is that they are facing they are bigger than their problems yeah. and their problems don't define who they are at the end of the day it's just more about what they do in in like when the problem happens when when the storm happens okay. it's more about what they do that's what defines their character and who they are yeah. so i'll tell them to be strong i'll tell them to build a support system around themselves have a group of friends people that they trust yeah. people they can be transparent with and you know have have like accountability partners where it's like when i feel low I can call you whatever time of the night it is mm. because it happens at the most random times it's like I can call you maybe we have a code word if I can't even tell you what it is yeah. but like you know that something is wrong and this person can like come through for you at like in those moments of you know down the down times yeah. and I think I'll just tell them to concentrate on loving themselves yeah. because at the end of the day self love wins over everything like it's very much internal your friends can only do so much yeah. they can only motivate you so much so a lot of it is internal it's like dig deep within yourself find things that make you happy whether it's your passions find your purpose find these things that make you feel like i really want to be alive yeah. whether it's like music or it's like dance like find these things that make you feel alive yeah. these things that brighten your days and create a routine around them it's like i just don't think you would want to die if you're having so much fun on earth so just try to make your life more fun more meaningful and yeah and do little of whatever you have yeah, yeah. The study highlights the prevalence of suicidal behaviors among university students, particularly those with chronic physical medical conditions, a history of sexual abuse and financial difficulties. Institutions are encouraged to provide interventions such as life skills education and suicide prevention techniques to students at risk. I think I remember I think it was I had taken around 3 when I get uh, a call from my elder brother so he calls me and he's concerned because he had seen the statuses he says he starts asking man what's wrong I see you posting weird stuff on your status what's going on so I told you I, I told him I explained to him I made this tears by the way because I, had, I remember I had cried by so I I, I just was seated there in shock only thing i wanted at that moment was to end my life we talk and then he's like you know what keep on the phone let me get you someone so he got me a counselor from that side i talked to this person and the person tries to convince me not to do whatever i wanted to do and uh these guys talked to me i think till i remember it was till around 10 a.m that you gonna time 
they took me from around 3 4 a.m to 10 a.m and when they were done it was daylight they tell they convinced me to move out and go meet friends so i moved out and we, uh, i went made friends and they kept on the phone the whole time it was a video call they, they wanted to make sure i was with friends so when i get to my friends <laughs> my friends decided to take me to the gym to you know to <laughs> to just release that stress through working out so but then i did the whole time i had this feeling of of emptiness like you know that emptiness that will make i had this thing that i need to end my life that that's the only thing i had in my head as like when do i leave these guys and finish this off so we go back to my place with this other friend of mine he stayed with me for the, almost the bigger part of that semester my roommate was not around uh he, this guy would go to school the state I was in at that moment, he knew I wanted to kill myself. So he would go to school. when he was going to school, he shifted everything out of my room and left me with only a mattress that had no cloth on it. He would leave the door open because I, I, I literally did not have the energy to just get out of my bed and go lock that door. So he would leave the door open, take everything out and only leave the room with a mattress that had no cover on it. There was literally nothing else in that room. And I would spend the whole day just seated there, like, you know, seated and staring into space. A lot of things running through my mind. The, the, the club I used to play for, it is funded by a, a, a mental health organization from the UK. So I got a counselor from that organization. Um, I, I I I got started on. Of course, I got diagnosed with. I was I I. So they did a psychiatric evaluation on me. I got diagnosed with major depression because I was suicidal and I tried to commit suicide on three different. Uh, at least at least at least those are those I remember. But I'm told it was more. And well, I thank God right now that. I am a better person. I am better than what I was that time because at that time I had. I, it's even by. I think it's one of the main. This particular, this whole situation is one of the reasons I haven't graduated yet. Yeah, I, I would say I failed my final exam. Not all of them. I failed just one paper, but it's because of this particular reason. Because I that semester was about. Uh, nine weeks, 12 weeks long, and I only attended about three weeks of the entire semester. Yeah, so I am, I have these times, I, I have these times that just come and I, I just feel angry at the entire world, but they come and go. For now, at least from where I was, I no longer have the societal intentions. I was, I was, the medication was discontinued. And still, I do. the only challenges when I medication was discontinued, I have had time sleeping. I usually sleep for like two, three hours out of 24 hours in a day. Yeah, so that's where I am right now. And and I don't see myself getting into any relationships with anyone for the foreseeable future. Yeah, so that is that is I think what I can give you about my story. If you have any questions that you feel I need to answer, then 
I can always answer. Yes. So thank you for uh, thank you for the time and the opportunity to share this. It helps me. It helps me. At, uh, it helps me as a person when I share with other people because it helps me to to, to release some of some of that. I would, I would not call it bad energy, but I know you get where I'm going with this. It helps me to to find to find someone to share the burden I have with. Yeah, so that is it. Tom's painful experience echoes the distressing statistics revealed in this study. He found himself caught in the grip of suicidal ideation and the painful aftermath of a stormy relationship. As Tom embarked on his journey to recovery, with the help of counseling and support from friends and family, his story became a testament to the resilience of the human spirit and the crucial need for awareness and intervention in the face of such alarming statistics among young adults. If you're feeling suicidal, reach out to a close friend or a loved one, even though it may be hard to talk about your feelings. Contact a minister, spiritual leader, or someone in your faith community. Make an appointment with a doctor, healthcare provider, or a mental health professional. Or you can even call a suicide hotline. Mental Health Uganda is an organization that's dedicated to providing free, compassionate, and confidential support over phone and online chat. And you can reach out to them on their toll-free helpline 0800-212121. Or you can reach them directly on their website, mentalhealthuganda.org. We hope that this episode sheds light on the importance of talking about suicide. And if you love the work that we are doing, holding conversations that we wouldn't normally have on tape, feel free to reach out to us and find out how you can support this podcast. If you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, remember, it is not the end. You are loved and you deserve to be here. Till next time, love and light. Thank you.